happy Friday to one and all, and welcome to another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamason. Hello, Adam. This is Andrew, and I'm very grateful to be with you again on another edition of our show. And today, as is as in so many times, we would like to point you to a uh, very good um, Christian film that we would encourage you um, to to possibly watch this weekend with your family. So today we're going to be profiling the um, show I Am Not Ashamed, which is a movie that Pure Flix uh, put out um, last year. Um, and it tells the story of Rachel Scott, who was the first person who was murdered in the Columbine High School shooting on April 20th, 1999. And I'll get into more detail of that in just a moment. But first of all, let's listen to the trailer for this film. I've always been drawn to hands. I think it's because it's the way that we touch people. I have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, could start a chain reaction. Sometimes I don't understand why having a walk with God is so hard for me. Why do you hang around those guys? They're bullies. Is that what you want to be known for? Later, Lamo. I'm not like my friends. Are you spiritual or something? I just want to live my life for Jesus and care about people. Can I help you? No. Come on, you must need something. I can take care of myself. I'm not so sure. What's up, four <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be different this year. Is this some kind of prank? to be a light but it feels so dark life's gonna be hard sometimes but he's there as hard as that is to grasp he's in control never gonna change what's happening in there (laughs) it's just the way the world is well i want to change the world Compassion is the greatest form of love that humans have to offer. Test it out for yourself and see the difference that it can make in the lives around you. Tomorrow's not a promise, but it's a chance. You just might start a chain reaction. Jesus gave his life for me, and I'll give my life to him. All right, and there we have the trailer for the film, I am not ashamed. Now, if you remember back in our archive, uh, uh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that, we had um, John Hewlett on to talk about this film while it was still in production, and he was very excited about it. And we wanted to follow up with a movie review, and so here we are today. Now, full disclosure, Adam didn't get a chance to see this film. I have not. Um, So, Adam... um, 
as we start out, I'm going to ask you to give us our quote of the day, but then I want to, I want you to give us a little bit of the synopsis, uh, based on what you do know about the story and the film. And then I will go from there with my review. And the quote of the day, of course, comes right from the movie, I'm Not Ashamed. I'm not trying to be weird or convert anybody or anything like that. I just wanted to be real with you guys and let you know who I am. Jesus gave his life for me, and I'll give my life to him. Just wanted to get that out there from the movie, I'm Not Ashamed. And that was Rachel Scott doing a class project. Um, And incidentally, in that scene, it goes from her um, doing her class project about how to change the world to the class project that the two gentlemen did who ended up shooting up the school later. Uh, you know, basically it was a, it was kind of a Nazi racist rant that they went on on their video. Their teacher actually stopped it before it was done because it was that awful. And then later they carried it out to fruition, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which led to the death of 13 people, 12 students and a teacher. And I was just doing some research on that day, and it's really horrific what happened. And to this day, I work in a Christian school, and we have to do lockdown drills once a month because of the possibility of that happening again. And uh, it's a sad reality of living in um, the United States today, but um, but it is it is a reality. And so um, we we just pray. I know I pray for the safety of our students and and for the safety of students all around that things like that would not occur anymore. Um, but we live in a dark world, and so those things do occur. But that's not the main focus of today. Today we're reviewing the film um, that it that uh, takes its inspiration from this story. And so, Adam, first of all, could you tell us? Um, what you know about this story? Do you remember it? You know what? I vaguely do remember. I was eight years old when it happened. And I remember the news on at home when I got home. And I, all I remember from that is I just remember seeing a lot of people running out of the building and it's saying Colorado. And then obviously as we got older and I was in public school through fifth grade because that year I was in second, I believe. I remember there were a couple drills that were done because I, I can't remember really well, but before that actual event, I don't know how much school shootings was in the minds. I think this was the first event that really, unfortunately, put the thought into play of, okay, now we have to think of safety for kids in, in school of this. Yeah, and, and and the crazy thing is I'm trying to think if this was the first one or if there was a few before that, but for a while it seemed like there was a ton of school shootings and they were happening like once every few months. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if they were all as bad as uh, Columbine high schools, but whatever the case, uh, there was definitely a rash of them for a while. And that's why we have the security measures that we do. Like at my school, you have to have, um, you have to be let in by somebody that works there, or you have to have um, a security card that, tells them that you can be let in um, because it's that important. And part of my job at the school is to help out with security. And I roll around the building when I'm not in a classroom and make sure that nobody's there that's not supposed to be there. And, you know, again, those are necessary measures. So basically this story um, tells tells the life story of Rachel Scott. It starts with her as a little girl 
Um, and she's actually um, drawing on her dresser. She has this white dresser, and she decorates it all over. I don't know if her parents wanted her to do that or not, but <laughs> on the back of the dresser, she draws her hand, and she writes these simple words, someday these hands will change the world. And so that was kind of a driving force for her, even as a young child, was that she wanted to change the world. And she actually started out um, struggling with rebellion and partying and going out with the wrong crowd. And then she she became to know the Lord um, as a teenager when she was visiting her aunt in Louisiana and came back um, determined to serve him. And then she had some troubles because she got involved with a with a boyfriend that wasn't really good for her faith. And then um, after that, she like totally surrendered and said, I'm not going to let anything stop me from being a genuine Christian. And so everybody in that high school knew that that's who she was. And there are conflicting reports um, as to what actually happened, but it's depicted in the movie that um, she, of course, was the first person murdered at this school shooting and the the shooter she was having lunch on the lawn so it was outside of the school building and the shooter walked up to her and said after he shot her a couple times said do you still believe in god and she said you know i do and then he said well go be with him and then Mm. shot her in the head and uh again there's conflicting reports as to whether that exchange actually happened but it's a very powerful piece of the film. And I have to admit that when I was fact-checking the movie, I didn't find, like some movies, there's a really convenient fact sheet of the things they change in the movie or what's actually true to life, and I never found that in this film. I can say that the person who is kind of like her big brother who she adopts in the movie, he's kind of had a hard life, and she kind of gets him on the right track. He's based on a real person, but they changed the name for the movie. Hmm. So I, I can confirm that. Other than that, um, I, I think I like the realness. Whether or not it's true to life, there's a certain realness to the film because of her ups and downs. Because it's not like she's this goody two-shoes who never does anything wrong or that she was always this great person. She really had legitimate struggles with God. I mean, And, and at one point after her breakup... At least in the film, she's borderline suicidal. Mm. And, like, does anybody care if I live, you know? And then she realizes, actually, she says one of her reasons not to do it was because she felt that this guy that was her big brother, her adopted big brother, who she'd befriended, would think it was his fault. Um, Because he'd been pretty harsh on her because he told her that she could do better than her boyfriend that she had. And then... He was pretty rotten to her, and um, so so he she ends up going back to him and saying, "You are right, and thank you for trying to protect me." But I think overall, um, it was a it was a very good film, and I think it was because it was a true story. I think it had a poignancy and a depth that a lot of the Pure Flix original films don't have. And it lacked the cheesiness. Mm-hmm. I know we we talk about cheese in Christian films a yeah. lot of times when we do these reviews, and, and I didn't see that um, stuff. So, um, 
those are my general thoughts. The positive thing about this movie is that Rachel um, tried to be friends with everyone. She really put herself out there and told people, if you want to talk to me, um, then uh, then let me know, and I'll be glad to talk to you. And that was actually, at least according to the movie, she was talking to a friend that whose parents were going through a divorce on the lawn during lunch when the shooting occurred. Mm-hmm. And so it just it just showed that she was um, willing to be vulnerable, but she was real to people. And then the, another thing I really liked about the film is that she had this special needs friend who I'm not who I haven't been able to confirm was a real person, but she always treated him with respect, and she asked other people to watch his back because he was the target of a lot of bullying. And then one of the last things she does before she passes away is actually ask him if he wants to go out on Friday night. You know, wow. he's all excited about going on this date with her. She's very pretty and she's just very genuine and, and very nice to him. And I mean, if it really was, if that part really was true, it had to be really horrific to him um, to realize that that wasn't going to happen because she passed away just like a um, few hours later. Um, so, um, I would say, um, there weren't, I didn't really see a whole lot of negatives in this film. I thought it was fairly well done. Obviously she has her struggles and, um, there is a scenes with her drinking alcohol, um, which to me was kind of a shock. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that that was part of her story, but again, being real is a good thing. And then, um, I think, uh, my favorite character other than her, because we always try when we answer the favorite character question, try to go away from the main character because that's an easy one. Yeah. It's probably the big brother character because he was, he was generally genuinely struggling and, and she, you know, um, like he tried to steal some stuff in the beginning of the movie and she's like, don't do that. I'll buy it for you because she had a job and so she bought him food. And then uh, she asked him to come to this Bible study thing. And and he said, I'm not going to. And she's like, I'm going to go play in traffic if you don't. You know, like playfully threatening him that she's going to put herself at risk if he doesn't comply with her wishes. Yeah. So she was kind of um, manipulative in a good way towards him. And then at the end of the film, when they're at the funeral, he says... He says, thank you, God, for sending an angel into my life. I'll love you until I see you again. And it was very, it's a very tough movie to watch. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it for younger viewers um, because of the content, the fact that there is a shooting. Um, Most of the shooting is covered through live news reporting, so they don't, like, have them walking through the school blasting everybody as part of the film. They basically show them shooting Rachel and her friend. And then they go right to news coverage. So they don't show a whole lot of graphicness, but it's still something to be aware of as you are, um, as you are considering letting younger viewers watch it. Um, and I'm fairly certain um, that it is on DVD right now. Although you can watch it at least for right now, as of this recording, you can watch it on YouTube. That's actually where I got a chance to watch it. Some of my 
reason for the delay of this review is that we didn't get to it. Uh, Adam and I went, it was in theaters, and then we've been waiting for it to drop on Netflix or whatever, and it hasn't done that either. So I've been looking for it every once in a while on YouTube, and we did find it. So it is available there, at least for now. Um, and so I would definitely encourage you to get this film. And I, I think, to me, that one of the biggest lessons in it is that God will always answer your prayers, maybe not in the way that you think. You know, everybody knows Rachel's, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people across the United States know Rachel Scott's name because instead of just being um, one insignificant student in, uh, you know, in Columbine High School in Colorado, she has been the subject of many books and she's the subject of this movie and her life is played out so that we can um, gain from what her life has to teach us. Um, and, uh, and I think, you know, it's, it's really hard because, you know, obviously the, the culprits in the situation, the, the, the gunmen in this situation, they made a choice to do this evil thing and they're evil because the Bible says the heart of man is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. But I was also reading about some of the, uh, horrific bullying and things that they went through and, mm. and felt for them on a human level, at least that, you know, that they were in, in, in a certain sense driven to it, but it kind of just underscores the fact that, um, God says or that Jesus said the thief comes not before to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly without the hope of Christ. Um, Mark Harris and Dylan Klebold didn't have any hope. They hated their school um, and people disliked them. And so, and they didn't have anywhere to go with their rage. And so the, the shooting was the result. Um, and I, to me, I think that's one of the more important things of this story. It's not about guns um, so much as it is about the fact that anger breeds violence. Yeah, it just does. Amen. So we need to, be able to deal with our anger and you know jesus is a surefire way to do that without him you know there's no outlet so um my least favorite characters would definitely be those those gunmen and to me it would be really surreal to be asked to portray that on film yeah you have to have them uh, because they're part of the story and they're an important part of the story because they're the perpetrators of the event but I can't imagine like going into a a read or a casting call for something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is for an actor doing that. Um, and then I'm finally just going to rate this film. Um, my rating on a scale of one to five, one being worst, five being best, is a solid four. I thought the acting was very solid. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of melodramatics. Like I said, there wasn't the cheesy, um, corny cut up lines or the, or the, the tropes that keep coming back, like the stalling car and God's not dead. (laughs) There wasn't, there wasn't any of that. It was just a very well told 
um, true story. And again, I, I'm sure they there are certain things that they uh, changed for film, but for the most part, it was very well told, dramatic, true story that I think speaks to very important issues. And so I'd encourage you with discretion to watch this show, uh, watch this movie with your children and then have frank discussions um, about safety at school, but also about uh, your spiritual state because Rachel didn't know that that day when she woke up April 20th um, was going to be her last day um, on earth. And actually... There's a radio. She's listening to the, her alarm radio when she wakes up that day, and the the DJ on the radio says, "Today in history, Adolf Hitler was born." Wow! So apparently, um, the the gunmen were such Nazi sympathizers that they chose Hitler's birthday mm. to attack the school. So that was kind of a surreal thought as well. But anyway, I still um, endorse this film, and I hope that you'll go and watch it. And I hope that, above all, it will stir discussions that need to happen. Like I said, both about um, safety here on Earth and also about making our eternal destiny sure in Christ. Um, well, that's about all I have to share today. Um, and uh, But I hope that you've enjoyed this review. I know it was a little bit one-sided, um, but um, I... I really appreciated it, and I hope that you will too. I'll put a link um, in the uh, show notes for the uh, for the movie uh, for the full movie YouTube video, um, and then I will also put a link for where to purchase the DVD. And uh, hope that you will enjoy this film with your family. All right, that's all I have for today. I just hope that you have a great weekend and that, as always, you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 